Off on your right. Demon incoming. We should keep moving. What's the butt, guys? I like this. We're behind us. Three, two, one, go. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Five Minute Respawn. It is just me in the studio tonight because my couch is trying to kill Scotty's eyeball, and Tyler is being a much better host than I am, letting people crash on his guest bed, which does not have eye parasites in it. Um, with us, we have the creators of Mall Mutation Madness, a game whose live recap you have listened to and they have listened to, which is a great honor for me. Um, so they are Kyle and Lance, if you'd like to say hi. Hello, I'm Lance. Hi, I'm Kyle. <laughs> and uh, their head get shit dunner is lurking in the corner, if you would like to say hi as well. Matt, you want to say hi? Hello. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so to start us off, um, and I guess we'll go, uh, I'll ask the question and then top of the order um so kyle and then lance you'll respond um our basic four question battery um so first question what was your first game of hvz like first game of hvz Oof, okay um i i get the year mixed up every now and then but it's probably around 2010 2011 okay uh and it was one of those things like uh, I, I was going back to school. It was like one of my first few semesters as a master's student. And uh, I was in a creative writing class backfilling uh, English credits for uh, my uh, education uh, degree. And um, I, I find out that some of the classmates uh, in the creative writing class with me were talking about humans for zombies. And I was like, wait what zombie fans you know because I, I i i was i was deep into the zombie love you know through all the media i was a long time resident evil fan like from hell early, yeah early playstation days and uh um obviously ate up all of the zombie movie resurgence and uh had actually done a whole bunch of uh nerf stuff when i was an undergrad as well and when I, I heard, I was like, what? There's this game mode where it combines nerf and zombie play? I was like, okay, I, I'm in. And uh, the only concern was, uh, being that it was a campus game, I was like, can, is it absolutely allowed for me to participate, being that I don't live on campus? And Oh, um, uh, yeah. But, but, what, one of the uh, the guys in the class was the guy running it, a guy named Simon <laughs> name Scott. And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, more more the merrier. So. Oh, yeah. Once we got that all worked out, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And then I drug a few other classmates in because we're like, this sounds like fun. And uh, the game itself was wildly disorganized. Scott was a terrible game runner. Like, <laughs> he, 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 he was charismatic and he drew a lot of people. So we, we just had a good smattering of people, even though the rules were uh, absolutely ridiculous and terrible. Like there, there, there were uh, revives giving out like candy everybody hated being a zombie uh that oh, was back no. in the days of uh uh respawn i'm sorry not respawn timers um what do you call them uh star zombies, timers star of timers yeah so yeah. all the zombies were 100 like real dickish about turning in oh, tags god and, yeah uh, and, i guess a, a follow-up question where was this uh this was Lindenwood. so yeah um, okay I, right yeah I, 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 I uh, for those who don't know, Linwood uh, is a college in St. Charles, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis. Uh, it, 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 it's it's a, a private university that, that gets a bad rap 
uh, for all the wrong reasons. Like it, it's really turned itself around in like the last 15 years. Um, but uh, like at, at, at the time when Scott was running these games, I think that was his uh, third game that he was running. And so he was just bringing back, you know, mechanics and stuff on the fly because people were asking for it. And he wasn't given any thought to mission design. Like there, there was one mission where uh, we had to go hold the gazebo in the middle of the day, like when everybody was in class, like noon to one, but zombies still had a 15 minute respawn timer. So like we only had to repel yeah. three waves of about like 10 people. It's just like this is bad. Yeah. Game design. <laughs> and the, the, the game, uh, uh, the players like were really into it, but like they were, things were like really struggling to like make ends meet and like keep people around. So uh, Thursday we had a, a day mission where we had to rescue somebody from a library and uh that's actually uh where like my significant other devin and i uh really hit it off was because uh earlier in the week i had kind of scoped out all of my buildings that i frequent and uh <laughs> i i saw that there were no exits out of the library that would set off or that 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 uh, wouldn't set off the uh uh emergency alarms for opening oh, no. up emergency doors but there was a window at ground level that was locked with an allen Bowl. oh my god so, so so i just stuck an allen key set in my backpack and we end up in this library <laughs> and i'm ushering everybody into the library and they're like uh why, why are we going in we got to hold the door so we can get out i was like don't worry we're not leaving this door and they're like what do you mean we're not leaving this door this is the only door out it's like that you know of it's the only and door so, out sure and, and yeah and so so we, we we went down into this bottom of the stairwell and i pop out this allen key and open up this lock and they're like did you plan for this i was like plan for the possibility of this happening <laughs> so my god we, we we popped that window open and i went out the window someone hit me with my blaster and then i started doing point defense while Devin climbed out the window too and then the zombies found out we were going out the back and came around and uh we 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 were uh stunning them but then they would go communicate after they're stunned that we're back there and so that was a big point of contention and then uh uh, the other humans didn't want to climb through the window. So when the zombies were now broken from the front door to come around to the backside, that's when they busted out the front. And there were, there were so many butthurt feelings. Uh, just obviously everybody doing so many things wrong and spirit of the game, you know, breaches that uh, I, I wrote like a three or four page essay about, you know, okay, guys, we need to align to a common ground of like acceptable behaviors. I was like, Zombies making tags through deception by pretending to be humans is obviously bad. So these are things that we're not going to be doing. Obviously, communicating while stunned since we're out of play, this is bad. Uh, and uh, I was like, okay, obviously, we're also having a big problem with zombies being jerks regarding the stun timers, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, starve timers. So I was like, we're getting rid of those. And then Scott liked what I wrote so much. He's like, hey, can you write the final mission for me? I don't have one. <laughs> so... Friday, I, I, I whipped up a, uh, you know, just like a, a zombie mad doctor boss with a couple of uh, elite guard. And it, it was it was a, a raucous success because everybody came back, even the people who had star starved out. And we had a lot of fun. And then the uh, game after that fell apart because I was really focusing on doing like my student teaching and whatnot. And uh, uh, he that was that was his last one. He's like, I quit. You know, if you guys can't all act like adults, then. Or we're not going to do this anymore. And that's when, that's when uh, I stepped up and I was like, well, I can admin. And uh, another player was also like, well, I can admin too. I was like, oh, great, because you're, 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 you're the guy on campus that will need to actually be on campus and handle, you know, running the yep. club. 
absolutely I like, hey, I'll, I'll i'll just design missions because that's what i like to do and that's where i really kind of found out that like i, I had a knack for i don't want to say hypothesizing how things work in motion and interact with each other but i could i could get a good idea and then like watch the results and make tweaks and adjustments and uh that guy was uh jared wood uh he ran a bunch of games but uh, i ran five games with jared and others uh then i stepped down and i was like i want to play like i, I want to play some more you know i don't want to just run all these games and played for a little bit and then uh i saw that generationally you know as players go through uh and rotate in and out of college and step down and new players step up like a lot of the same mistakes get repeated over and over again oh absolutely and, uh, that's when i was like oh yeah i can see you know campus longevity of this hvz and general blaster sports being jeopardized by a bad administration or two and i was like so that's that's when i created the frag society about 2015 uh okay. summer is when we had our, our first uh hardcore event so yeah I'm, i have been playing at um my alma mater's week long because they brought it back out of covid and i'm like I will make sure they have another body to just do things and make sure that they're in the right cardinal direction, at least. And exactly. yeah. they they haven't changed the PowerPoint since my group wrote it, but <laughs> it's serviceable. Like there, we have a clause called the Dimitri clause, like from our uh, uh, our resident, like super zombie, because he, he's just a good, fast dude. Mm-hmm. Um and he would just kind of catch and release people because otherwise the game would end too quick. Right. And so I was like, do you guys even know who Dimitri is? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, um, that's so, funny because there, there was an award at our uh, our campus called the Huffman Award for like, you know, just really good zombies. And uh, most of the people never even met Ben Huffman. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so Lance, uh, what was your first game like? Yeah, um, really good. And uh, mostly because uh, Kyle finally wrangled me out there. So my history with the game briefly is kind of weird. Where um, when I was so in at Lindenwood, I'm guessing. Um, yes, but I didn't attend Lindenwood University. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's a lie. I took one class on a satellite campus, but <laughs> that doesn't hey, count. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when when I was in high school, um, a group of Friends and I, um, we did, we called it Melee back then, but it'd be known as like Buffer today. Okay. So we yeah. made foam swords and stuff. And this is, you know, height of like Lord of the Rings coming out, that kind of stuff. Okay. And so we're doing that. And so that's kind of my first like foam weapon combat sim thing. And then as I get older and some of my friends from high school end up meeting Kyle and I meet Kyle and you know they start running these games um he finally convinces me to come out to one and i and i think this is my first one kyle you you might you might actually remember more than i do it was the superhero one that was the theme okay so yeah yeah that that that, that was the first first game that i was not running that was when the yes and that's why you yeah and that's why you were able to get me out there because because i didn't want to like i was kind of trepidatious about just, you know, showing up with all these random people. Yeah, I'm a, you know, a bit of an introvert, you know, at least I was at that time. And, but Kyle actually playing was the kind of the, the catalyst. I was like, okay, sweet. I'll have like a, a battle buddy to run around with. 
Um, but yeah, I think the, so it was like superheroes, but the zombies were like uh, heroes that had like a brain device on them to be controlled yeah, by the super yeah. real. That was like the theme, the, like the, uh, the conceit of the story. But yeah, I remember that being a pretty fun game, um, but I was pretty new as well. So I didn't have and much to, Go I, I, I got to say that one. Yeah, that one was fun. Like it was, it was a well-designed game and uh, there was still a lot of holdovers from our admin group. So like they kept things relatively close. It wasn't until the game that followed that <laughs> things really started spiraling. Yeah. Or at least changing direction the way the games were run. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't necessarily mean spir- spiraling like in like quality of the game, but like in, in different directions where focuses were strewn or yeah, yeah. Re- redirected to different cardinal points. So. And so when was this game for you guys? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, probably all 2014 because. OK, yeah, that seems right. Because hardcore happened in 2015 that summer as a response to the game that followed that. So I think the game that followed that was spring 2015. Yeah. And to kind of explain when we're like, oh, it took a different direction. I think Kyle and I, you and I are pretty similar where we enjoy games that are very, um, the focus is on the action. Yeah. Um, and the Linwood game started to put more focus on story and more of like a LARP type um, uh, setup, which yeah. is not bad like in and of itself, but it just wasn't something we were very pleased with. Yeah, there, 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 there was one mission in particular I remember that just made my skin crawl because we showed up to a point with a, a moderator and uh, we had to literally do a dialogue tree with this moderator. No. Like a fallout, you know? Yeah. To get clues to go find something. And yeah. like we were playing whole campus at that point. So it wasn't like we could just go find this hidden object with the hour that the mission was. And every time you made a wrong path down the dialogue, you know, flow chart, like there was a two or five minute cooldown or something like that. So, oh, yeah, like, 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 like I, I was just like, I want to engage. I want to shoot zombies. I want to run around. I want to outmaneuver. I want to. And that's that's just it. Like Lance has always been my my squad mate and running buddy for these games, because uh, I mean, you get you got cross country experience. Yeah, and and uh, I, I I come from a martial arts background. Like I want to be active. I want to be doing the athleticism side, and I uh, just I always want to be out and moving around. And to, to to have a game that just like grinds to standing around waiting for the moderators to give us the okay to try a different you know verbal command. I was just like, I'm done. This there was also a, a redo of another mission. Um, that week where they had taken kind of like the, the, the typical idea of like a territories or point hold uh breakdown mission and they had altered it so that way um certain objects needed to hold the points were time released and it completely broke the mission so that way there was like no chance of success for one side and that was where oh, i was boy. just like oh wait a minute like somebody didn't think this through and I was just like, if if we're not thinking about what's actually going to happen on the field with like players or bodies moving around, I was like, that's that's scary. So, oh yeah. Um, all right. So hopefully a bit quicker because I was a bit on average like ten minutes a question, and normally these are like one sentence answers. Not a bad oh, thing. Not a bad thing. It's okay. This, this I love hearing all this. It's just 
Oh, um, so what were your first tags of zombies like? <laughs> Just getting all your sides of the experience in the game. Uh, let's see. Um, Especially I, if you're coming at this from like cross country and martial arts, damn. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I, I didn't have uh, a tag as a zombie until running that, that game in 2014 with Lance because uh, both times I went down in the first game, like went down midweek and was brought back, didn't get a chance to make a tag. Uh, and then the final mission I designed, it was one of the elite sock only zombies that I had designed myself. Uh, tag me. <laughs> Because the identifier that I told Scott to uh, put on the zombie just it, it, it was it wasn't easily identifiable at all. So I, mm-hmm. I went down to my own creation, and it happened so close to the end that I didn't get a chance to get back to the action. So 2014, I, I go down uh, day four or five and don't make a tag that night, but I come back on the the fifth night with a vengeance and uh, go after the 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 uh, the fastest. Uh, most athletic individual who's left on the human side because he had become their de facto leader after my demise. And uh, I, I made a really hard, fast intercept action at him. And he was a hardcore, like uh, a sock ninja, and he had a melee sword as well. And he's running full tilt. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, we're, we're both coming at each other, like almost on the perpendicular. And uh, he, he wings a couple socks at me. I'm able to dip and dodge him. And then he goes in for this big wind up swing that he thinks he's going to connect with and i slide right underneath it like i'm full knee hip side shoulder on the dirt and i like roll and nail his ankle and he's like nice. i missed you and he's like i'm like yeah he's like cool time to be a zombie i was like awesome great to have you <laughs> so, nice that's awesome yeah <clears throat> let's see yeah it took me a long time to get any tags as well um I can't. I can't remember my first tag. Um, or favorite tag that works. Too. Favorite tag. Yeah, I do. Well, I was, I was going to say I do remember a um, a bit of uh, sort of leaning into the the cross country side of things. I remember uh, really enjoying kind of just keeping humans moving and running after them, almost like a kind of like a persistence hunting type thing, you know, where oh, yeah. I'm just always there, you know, or like it follows. You ever seen that movie where it's like you turn around, and it's like dang it there he is again like oh they made, they made a special called it just to mess with uh <laughs> Addy, one of my co-hosts it only walks but it just keeps following you just keeps yeah yeah <laughs> i i actually think probably one of your first tag assists was uh taka's friend from japan who we chased up that oh hill. that's right yeah he naruto ran away from ran away from us that was uh <laughs> yeah that was pretty that took us by surprise. He almost lost us just because of the Naruto run. Because you know, our instinct is to start gut laughing. You know, someone just Naruto runs away from you. You're like, what the heck? Um, yeah, what's really his cool. power level? Like, oh my gosh! But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we yeah we we yeah we did a kind of a a, a, a wingman type situation where you had, you drew his fire and I was able to get the tag. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um... With that regard, what was you guys' first human loadout? Uh, I, I, I changed midweek. Um, I, I, I went in kind of fun with uh, twin barricades. Hell yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, I was just like, oh, this, this, this is entertaining. But then like, I, I actually went down wielding the twin barricades on Wednesday because uh, I was rear guard and uh, zombies made a big uh, single line push. And I was, I was shooting them all. It was perfect. 
Uh, but it was the last zombie at the end of the line who was able to get hands on me because everybody in front of him had allowed him to get, you know, that many steps closer, that many steps closer. Oh, yeah. And being that I was the only one who was turning around and trying to thin out the horde at that point, like, it, he just... Ooh, yep. But I, I was like, you know what? I want more than 20 rounds in case this happens yeah. again. So then I switched to a, an alpha trooper with a 35-round drum. There you go. Yeah. Which the... You know what they me? Is it the... So my first gun was it's it was a single fire springer. It's blue and white, and you prime it from like it's it's got a slide on the top, and then it's like the end strike line, so you can do any of the magazines or whatever. Um, is that the retaliator? Or... If, yeah. If you're starting in 2014, retaliator sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was my first gun. And of course, I got yeah. some hammer shots soon after that. You know, hammer shots like there, there's a theory. Uh, that hammer shots just kind of changed HVZ because you had just a completely single hand operable blaster. Yeah, yeah. And it fit in your water bottle pocket, or just, and you could put it in your coat pocket or your hoodie pocket. It just was perfect. Has anything even approached the hammer uh, shot? And it's like I know there's a few others you can technically operate with one hand, but uh, if you get like now that people can 3D print and the fact that you don't need oh, yeah. like an, a one inch diameter wheel um, to do everything, like you can make your flywheels like really small. A lot of the people at uh, your most recent game had like this tiny flywheel pistol, myself included, called a Nightingale. Yes. Okay. I remember and testing a lot of those. 80 bucks for the high power version, which still skates under like the national HVZ standard, like 130 FPS. And 15 rounds, one-handed, and it's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's even pretty the good. low power version is just perfect for any other HVZ. Like if because like I'm I'm kind of in the camp that you don't need 130. Like 110, 115s what I strive for, and the right. low power version, which is 15 dollars cheaper, will hit 115, and it's right on the money. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm loving recently, as far as just like a your um, stock standard blasters is the rival takedown. I really like. Yes. That oh yeah. my god, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Really, even the Chronos, just yeah. like. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Another five round pistol. Yep. Yeah. No, I I I, I I've uh, seen some guys who do the uh, the modification kits to uh, put on like the the battery in the motor where they auto cycle the uh, Chronos then and. Oh, uh, oh okay. wow. Yeah, and that, that that that's one of those things where it's like, oh, that would be so cool, but, you know. There's a guy who took the takedown and built a flywheel, like, 3D designed a flywheel cage that sits inside it, because now that we have the smaller flywheels, mm-hmm. and it uses the mm-hmm. solenoid to push the darts through, and so, and it you just, like, unceremoniously cut out a hole in the side of the blaster for a magazine, and <laughs> it's... <laughs> He he handed it off to people at End War and just the childish grins on people's faces when they <laughs> shot it because it just goes thunk and zips out a half dart. So instead of the eight rounds that is like takedowns are already very satisfying, mm-hmm. but now you've just made it this like clacky semi-auto beast for like 15 rounds and it's it's so good. That's cool. Love I have that. one almost built. Um and I have um, some boards that make it select fire that I got pre-plague and 
didn't know how to wire until mid-plague, and then I moved around so much that I just didn't have a project for them, and then I was like, I think it needs to go in this. So Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Actually, uh, one-handed blasters that uh, kind of catch my eye that might be on par with the hammer shot, uh, did that uh, lever action kit for the takedown. Oh yeah, I want one of those too, but that means oh, I need yeah. another takedown, and takedowns <laughs> are vanishing now. Are they? Oh no. Uh, yeah, because Rival's trying to do, like, their whatever current line they're doing, and, like, when I was a target most recently, they didn't have takedowns. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that, that's store availability. You can, you can find it all online for an That's time. true, yeah. So, um, now for the last question, since we're talking about spending money. What is the most ridiculous thing you have spent on for this hobby? <laughs> Costume, blaster, uh, travel... Well, uh, I'd, I'd probably say it's just the amount of cover for the club. Um, and the, 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 all the cardboard? Well, the, the, the cardboard didn't cost anything. I, I was working in a furniture store at the time. I collected a lot of those boxes. So, like, I got 300 yeah. recliner boxes that I could take home 20 at a time, you know, about once or twice a week after I let the, the, them kind of collect in the, the recycle room at the, uh, the furniture store. And... Uh, like so that that was that was just a time investment like uh but the the pvc tarp houses and like the center blind and all kinds of other stuff that i've been slowly constructing and adding to the nerf club uh yield setup carts is uh i mean like one of those tarp houses costs about two hundred dollars just because pvc has shot through the roof and oh yeah it's 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 a cost that I happily eat every time I build one, but it's just like I, I know a lot of people they get into the hobby and they're like, "Oh, it's so easy to sink money into blasters," and it's like, "Yeah, and that's fun." But then everybody goes and they run around, and they play in parks with big open terrain, and you have to sink money into the blaster to be formidable to you know hit your targets more accurately at range. And I'm of the opposite mindset. I'm like. You know, I'm going to be the guy who buys the cover and sets up the field so that way everybody can come onto the field with a stock blaster and feel like a god. You know, at that point, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, play play, play smaller space, play more close quarters, like get more line of sight blocking and dart blocking cover. And the, I mean, then, then, then FPS doesn't matter. If everybody's playing on oh, a yeah. 120 by 60 foot field, like then it matters about how you move tactically and how you train your targets and reaction times are all shrunk down to about the same so now it's about like skill in the game as opposed to who's paid more for their blaster and that's what i think is the more important you know expenditure so we have been fortunate every park that i've played at at least around here um has enough cover and even though a lot of people do have like tuned to the max uh springers that can shoot laser beams like if you give me like any of the pro line stuff, which is practically a bit underpowered for what I'm going up against, like with smart play, I do just fine. Yeah. Um, part of that is I'm young and nimble, and some of them aren't. Some of them are, and <laughs> just case, takes knowing how people are moving. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a laser tag arena in Detroit that also does mini HVZ games. That cool. I love oh my god if you ever feel like trekking out to detroit to play hvz for three hours in the morning highly recommend it. yeah that sounds dope how, how big is the arena uh it's multi-level but it's not 
like square footage if you put the building into a square the arena is not the biggest i'm trying to are we, if are we you, talking basketball court or are we talking like football field or there's so many not football field i i would say like probably the crampest wing of one of the uh, one of the wings in the mall but then you just packed it full of like cardboard like a like a plywood maze oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no no that's a like, that's thanks. yeah La- yeah laser tag has tons of cover and that's what i love about the arenas so like you can't like just full send across a lane anymore but it just gets so cramped and like there's a bunch of like triangle cutouts yeah. that people can hide around and so if i see someone trying to clear a corner with a blaster i just wait until i can see their wrist and i can just reach through that and they are none the wiser <laughs> that's cool um and oddly enough they are uh the people who run that also run the more successful nerf podcasts that we are good friends with <laughs> okay. detroit, All right. detroit dart talk um some people from uh zombie corps and uh the people that we were helping out for their first time they were giving their thoughts on that podcast about mom, mom madness really okay only good things I promise. <laughs> that, 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 that's good because for like three or four days after Mall Madness, I was just an absolute wreck because I, I hyper focus on all the things going wrong. So I was just like, oh my God, that was the worst game ever. So, no, no, it was not. You guys did. So we were all very worried going into the game because we're like, these are fucking complicated. What's going to, everything's going to fall apart. And no, because like you guys have run this for a long time and you've ironed out a lot of the kinks. Like, the only thing that we were that Mike and I were even a little concerned about was like how halflings are going to balance into everything. But like, you know, we just use the halflings and it didn't matter. Yeah. Yep. That um, was still an interesting kind of challenge or, or it, it did. Cha- yeah, it, it was an interesting change to the environment, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, part of that is because every rule that's been designed or implemented like especially like mutation and upgrade wise for the game uh always comes back to the basic idea of like interaction and action um or action and interaction reaction uh the 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 it, at its core this is a game of tag oh yeah so 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 it always comes down to is this actively making it easier to tag things or is it actively making it more difficult to be tagged uh and then from that is it simple enough to execute on the field so that way everybody sees what's going on so i mean that's that, that that's why I like taking the knee and holding the hand up for you know being wounded is pretty oh, yeah it, like this is out of play and i'm immobilized like this is where everybody has to go to everybody sees and recognize what's going on here um the the idea- i also like that it um just kind of creates longevity in something that could snowball into a very short game very quickly because on the one hand i'm all for just a reset but i also like interesting ways to create longevity rather than just willy-nilly handing out antidotes because i've also been a part of that game oh yeah and it does not reward it it rewards well for for what we for what I guess our the game runner was trying to do with that game was it was rewarding people for showing up and there was a kid who would show up late all the time but he would always get an antidote so he got tagged five fucking times oh. and yeah. the minute that I got the last tag on him we never saw him again <laughs> yeah like yeah. Well, well not sure I wanted you anyway 
And that makes for angry zombies too, because it's like you work hard for your tags, you know. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And or like moderators who are like, I love the people like that they get to tag me a bunch. I'm like, I think they like. I think you like the power trip of a bunch of people trying to tag you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that, that that that's always like, again, like with all of these upgrades and mutations that I've made for the game, it's it's always coming back down to I want the players to engage however they want. Um, I I, I hate moderator specials i've always hated them uh because at that point it's like yeah you might create an interesting situation for players to navigate around um which that's fun but at the core of those kinds of situations like you're still removing players from playing and um so like there there have been a few times where we uh in some of the earlier hardcores uh had uh put in like um I don't want to call them like chaos factors, but like third party teams like where they're not humans or uh either team of humans or zombies. They 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 are like uh, a bandit mercenary faction or whatever. Yeah. The kind of like kind yeah. of jug juggernaut players. Like uh, we had an alien versus oh, game yeah. and it was obviously aliens yes. are all the zombies and humans are colonial marines versus uh Wayland Utani uh corp corpsec and um the uh the the juggernaut faction was predator. So like you found the predator mask on the field and you got to go and you got to hunt and kill and uh, everybody who got the chance to be the predator on the field, they could take a load out of like, you know, we, we had a hoop for essentially invisibility and it couldn't be shot while it was invisible, but it couldn't move around. Uh, it could do some plasma cast like you, you, you could alter it to however you wanted to play, but they were trying to rack up kills and collect XP and turn it in. So that way, whoever got, you know, the, the highest predator score. Uh, got the most glory at the end of the game so it was it was kind of like a uh what do you call it like a, a, a solo competitive uh hidden game within the game so okay but uh from from that you know we 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 we, we were like okay what, what what kind of different uh uh juggernauts can we put into the game um during our sixth game Jurassic park we had a uh t-rex running around the field Times <laughs> inflatable costumes and yes that, that that was the only exception we had to the players uh playing that one and that was because the rules were so specific like uh it could only chase players that were moving mm. and that was obviously playing off of the whole t-rex vision based on movement thing but like that was yeah. one of those things where it was like so specific that we didn't want players to a jump into that and also in and out of the giant inflatable costume took a while so yeah but uh i mean other than that like I, I i want players to do things and that's like kind of the whole idea like behind the flesh beast is oh this is the cart here are the rules for it you know a any player hop in go yeah one of my friends was like or one of my squad mates was like i have i don't think i've seen you smile that wide ever like even in my selfies that i took in the flesh beast i was just like i had just the dumbest grin on my face <laughs> just i love your joy I love oh those pictures God. you put in the the media on the on the Discord. It's so good. I yeah. Mike and I are already trying to figure out how to steal it. <laughs> the the I'm sorry, I'm looking at right now the blurry one where you're. It's like the camera's in there with you, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 that's that's good. That's good because the, the the flesh beast has always been like one of those things. Like uh, the last few years, it's been the last few games. Um, I was like, okay. I hope that players want to do this. And then obviously, if the first game, everybody jumped at it, but then they realized that 
with the rules of like their attachment uh zombies being able to be uh killed by melee like the, the the flesh beast was like entertaining but it was it was pretty toothless because nobody could move it fast enough to like actually approach any players with like you know authority and like make a tag and yeah so so like uh if it got close to anyone they just smacked all the dangerous bits off with the sword and <laughs> so so i mean i don't think anyone made any flesh beast tags last or the, the the first appearance and then i was like well maybe we go for the targets this time so that way like players could actively try to defend their targets and get close and now it's more threatening and it was definitely more threatening this game but we we, we had the uh, the issues with just the uh, structural integrity of the bells. I had no idea that they were going to literally fatigue, stress, break off like that. So well, they are shooting 130 FPS darts at it. Well, that's the thing is that it wasn't the darts that did it. It was it was the rolling around on the tile floor. Oh yeah. But one one of them had vibrated and broke at the uh, <laughs> at the mounting point before a shot was fired at it. Oh my god. Yeah. Was... See, I thought you guys had just found a bunch of the nerf rival targets that like just ding when you hit them but then i guess like that would yeah. theoretically just like rattle and ding itself yeah. repeatedly no 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 I, I i was actually really proud of the the engineering behind it because i i used the, oh yeah those uh uh what do you call them um countertop desk bells and then if, okay like, yeah. a, like a hotel you know yeah. Ding, yeah if you mount them vertically they like aligned um so that way the the dinger is on top uh they'll function vertically and they won't bounce around and ding themselves and you have to hit them and so that's why that target was in front of it and like i i could get that target to ding with just about any rival round fired at it you know so anything pretty much over like 70 feet per second was doing it uh there were there were a few blasters that were not real good at getting it to ding and i think i tried like a barrel break break at one time i was like this is this is a shitty blaster it only fires like 40 50 feet per second let's see if it does it and like at point blank, I could get it to happen, but anything more than like five, ten feet away, I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm not expecting people to be on the field of barrel breaks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so so I was I was like I said, I was I was really happy. Uh, and then on the field, as soon as that bell just jostled itself off, like fatigue, it broke the the, the pivot mount and everything. Like it wasn't it wasn't my moorings, <laughs> the flesh piece. It, the base of it still stuck there. It was just the bell had broken off of itself and i was just like oh crap yeah and we had the issues of the all bells sell the same sound the same yeah. so if a ding oh. yeah it's like well was that my ding or your ding and yeah and and, and again that comes comes back to like players like i, I was like a player is going to hear a ding because in 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 my house when i was building it i was like oh these dings are loud and then when i approached that one point when Everybody's shooting the bells and everybody's screaming. I was like, "Oh, I forgot that players scream during these games." Shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was I was standing right next to the flesh piece and not hearing it ding when it dinged. I was just like, "Yep, that's a problem." <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it, it, it's all right because my 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 idea for the next weak point uh, draws back on the the, uh, the ideology from the previous year of having a target that collects ammo but not with a collection aspect but with a uh, a counter aspect so um now my task is Go to wait. do some basic uh wiring to a target counter so that way i can you know say get this target to rotate 
500 times and now it, it sirens and dings and lights flash and the flesh beast is stunned until it goes back to a spawn point you know so yeah i, I want i want i want people a shooting the weak point again like they like they do but I, I want there to be nice light flashes and dings and everybody knows that the flesh beast is out of commission until it's go it's reset so yeah mm. uh, so go ahead I think to maybe focus things a little bit as much as does again all good info. I'm not trying to diss the conversation, even though it ever it, and this might just be my anxiety talking to me. Um, so what got you started on like playing in the like doing mall mutation madness? Because like I know Pittsburgh tried to do a mall nerf war, but that was just a mall closed down, and some dude on Facebook was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have a big nerf war there." So like would it take to get that organized event going in a still live active mall well i mean uh that 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 was it, it was a series of like lucky and fortunate events really um be, being that my current profession is a, a a courier you know so i deliver packages uh we we had a mall in st louis that uh for those who are in the area it's chesterfield mall that um i was originally doing talks with and uh, it was just like one of those days, like I was out doing deliveries and I ended up doing a delivery to the the office. And I was just like, man, things are bad. Big stores and everything are closed up. Uh, like I, I, I bet I could proposition like a, a game of tag here and they'd probably go for it. And so I I, I went to their office and I was like, hey, uh, I run a, a Nerf club and I've I've done six of these big zombie tag events in gymnasiums, you know, from 2015 on. It's like I've been doing this for a few years now. Uh, I'm looking to expand because I think at that point with our sixth hardcore, um, we hit just over 100 players. And I was like, we're, we're running out of space across three basketball courts. You know, we, we we're out of space. Um, I was like, it'd be cool to play in a mall. Are you guys down with the idea? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And uh, they're like, cool, $2,000 and it's yours. Like, Ugh. really? Okay. Like, that's <laughs> that's both more than I thought and not as much as I thought, like, at the same time, yeah. you know. Uh, your wallet doesn't like that answer, but your brain's okay with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, 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 that's just it. I was like, okay, I think I can swing 2K and we'll work out the details across the summer. So, like, I, I'm, in, I'm in touch with them. Uh, we more or less have everything hammered out. And Chesterfield Mall was, like, really amicable about it. They they, they were going to let us play on both floors. Uh, and square footage, it's a little bit bigger than Mid-Rivers Mall. It's a little bit more open, but there's not as much, like, decor and furniture and stuff. Um, but then uh, I go in one week to, uh, you know, try try to, to work things out. And I figure out that they've just been sold to a new owner. And all, all of the office staff were literally like clearing out boxes and like packing up the office when I was going to like discuss things with them. And I was like, what, what about our, what's going on? And they're like, well, nothing's signed. So nothing has to be honored. You have to get in touch with the new owner. And uh, so I got in touch with the new owner and um, like, oh yeah, no, we don't do that. Sorry. There's no after hours <laughs> events and there's no way we're shutting it down during the day for this. So bye. And I was just like, wow. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I was heartbroken and dejected you know it's just like oh this this is a big thing and even if you take a look at the like the, the marquee on eventbrite for the original mall madness in 2018 uh there's some like horrible microsoft paint uh scratch out bits on the banner marquee because it was originally set for chesterfield mall and uh and so oh, no. 
I was like, okay, I got to find a replacement mall. So I, I went to some other uh, malls in the area that are struggling. And uh, I was just like, you know, one of these guys got to do it. And they were all the same thing. They're like, absolutely not. No way. Not a chance. And then like one of them like was a big, big, has a big footprint. It's all one level. It's called the Mills. And I was really certain that they would go for it. And they were the strongest no. And um, I was just like, I, I don't get it. And then like as a last ditch, I was like, well, I'll try my neighborhood mall in St. Peter's. I was like, but they're still functioning and they still have a lot of stores. I doubt they'll yeah. go for it. And uh, I, I remember that being, yeah, because they're actually, they're still doing pretty okay. As, and so as, I remember that being like, uh, well, they're obviously going to say no because they've got, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, 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 yeah. we were really surprised because they sat down like, yeah, we want to listen to your idea. And then they, after the pitch, they're like, yeah, we're all on board 100%. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, so let's talk, talk, you know, leasing agreement because I was like, I want to get things to paper. They're like, uh, yeah, our special event hosting is 5K. Oof. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't do it. I, I don't, I don't have the money to do it. And that's when uh, one of my friends stepped in and he did half and we went halfsies on it to make it work. Nice. And um, that's, that's when I set the, the ticket price to $21 ahead. And uh, we, we, of the 5K, I think we each only made back um, a thousand a piece. I think we lost. Uh, oh, oh yeah, we oh. lost about fifteen hundred uh, each, each of us, and so Jesus. about three k in that game. And it was just oh. like between between the insurance and the logistics of like renting the U-Haul and getting stuff there. Yeah, oh. like when it was all said and done, it was just like, oh, we we were each out fifteen hundred dollars. It's just like that's ugh. so. So next game, I tried to, to to crank the price a little bit. You know, I was like, okay. Let's let's try to not have a loss of time and it was still a loss, which is why I mean, again I was really transparent and vocal about it. It's like guys, you know, the the cost is purely for the event. <laughs> like it yeah. costs a lot to rent the mall and to rent the U-Haul and insurance and everything that leads up to it. And I, I'm more than happy to share in a budget sheet to show you everything. It's just like yep. it costs. And but I mean I, I think the event is worth it because uh, it's super unique. So it's in a mall. It is literally Dead Rising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that was the theme for our first one, wasn't it? Uh, not Dead Rising. It was Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Good. sorry. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that 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 was great because uh, like 2018 was literally the 40th anniversary of Dawn of the Dead. So I was like, there's no other theme that we can we have to do. This. Yeah. It's in a mall, yeah. and it's the 40th anniversary. Um, I guess to lead off of that um if you're getting started in what 2018 i think is what you're saying uh well i mean that, that was for the mall madness like i said that was the first jump from hardcore from being across three uh gym okay. courts to you know the the bigger venue so um but it's I guess... been this sorry oh. i was gonna say it's been the same kind of game with like the wound mechanic the mutations yeah. You know, yeah. yeah um i even still like so from where you're starting in the gym, because I guess I also want to hear about how all that started um, and what the game, basically how the game go from whatever its start point that you're saying it is to what I played like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. So like, what what was that evolution like? Um, if, if, if we're talking that like 2015, like I, I'm disgruntled about the the Linwood game that I played in. So I'm like, OK. I'm going to go create my own club in my own game. And it's going to with blackjack and hookers. Exactly. Yes. I was going to say, I was hoping you'd pick up on that, but uh, gotcha. uh, 
there, there, there were some things that were going on that were like really sour points. And like one, one of them is obviously in the event of a tie that the, the, the uh, favor always goes to the human, right? It's just like, ah, oh, I hate ties. Ties are stupid. Um, so yeah. one, one, one of the first things I did, I was like, there's no such thing as a tie. Both things happen. And then I was like, but players aren't going to want to die, you know, just because they didn't shoot the zombie far enough away. So I was like, let's go ahead and toss in the idea of a wound, because that means that if a second zombie has to come in and confirm it, then everybody's willing to take a knee if they get, you know, tagged. And uh, zombies, obviously, they can respawn, so it doesn't matter if both things happen. And um, so we, we, we played out, actually, the first hardcore was in a park um, behind my house, and we had 25 players. And... Um, I, I had a smattering of upgrades, like not nowhere near as many and nowhere near as refined. Um, but it was hot. Oh God, it was miserable. It was, it was, it was like August 10th or something. So uh, there were spiders everywhere. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So we, we, we put a bunch of boxes on the field and uh, all oh. of the spiders in the grass just climbed up the boxes and I hit, oh. hit balls in boxes. And so people are climbing oh. in and out of boxes and there's spiders everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's it's like a hundred degrees out like people are on the verge of passing out and they're taking breaks to go sit in their car for like half an hour just with the ac on and, um damn oh yeah like like, like uh and uh, lance was there for that lance was a player he was not yet on the admin team matt was there as a player yeah. uh yeah yeah that that's right matt matt, matt reminded me is because uh for that first game i still had a traditional mission format where i had like five missions planned and I had to scrap one mission entirely because it was more or less a forced march around the park. And I was just like, in this 100 degree heat, I yeah. can't do that. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. <laughs> but but the, the, the idea of like the hardcore progression was still there, too, because for each mission completed, humans that survived got to upgrade or essentially like slide up the, uh, uh, their, their gear chart. And uh, yeah. so like I, I had some melee weapons all rated on range, some shields. Uh, blasters were rated by essentially how many magazines people could take onto the field. Um, because at okay. that time, blasters were still, you know, just like pretty much nerf. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and zombies, you know, they, they upgraded each time they got a tag as well. So like, like the, 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 the basis was there. And then I was like, okay, uh, I don't want to do this outside because the weather is miserable. So we 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 jumped into the gym, and I I got the the alumni and the club at Lindenwood to help me host this like satellite event as a joint thing. So, um, and then like hardcore two through six, uh, just like steady changes and developments. Like hardcore two was completely balanced. It was humans versus zombies. It was completely open field, and humans and zombies each had the same objectives on the field. It was just a mirrored field from corner to corner. Yeah. And uh, so that game was interesting because the humans almost pulled a victory, uh, but the zombies kept stealing uh, human objectives and like taking it back to their spawn point. So the humans couldn't recover the objectives, and the zombies eventually started making tags and like push things over. The humans held a defense line at their base at the very end and the zombies couldn't break their base because they hadn't completed the objectives and then that led to like a half an hour long moment where like all of the zombies are now begrudgingly doing the objectives they've ignored 
because you know they want to make tags they want to end the game but to, to end the game they have to do these objectives to to, to break the base and and then <laughs> uh, from that game i was like okay no more zombies doing objectives zombies want to make tags they want to be in on the action and i think the uh the third game was uh because yeah the second game was resident evil uh the third game was alien versus predator and that's where i was like okay humans are two teams and they're competing against each other to get to the goal end goal first uh and that's that's where i again i kept the same like open field layout uh uh i think matt was managing the pit from the second game on uh devin was helping him lance i think he played at least another game or two right yeah i think so yeah oh wait no no matt 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 reminded me that you and holly ran the uh, the zombie upgrade table yeah, that's right. Oh, because I was the yeah, I was I had the mad doctor. I had like a yeah, I had a lab coat from the the Maryville lab. That's right. That's where Hollison worked at the Maryville labs. Yep. <laughs> she, and she and, and now 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 I remember. Yeah, because because we had the two teams on opposite sides of the field mirrored. Their pits were in their base corner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the third game, we had just everybody. We, we we streamlined it to one pit for everybody so that way matt and devin can run it um and then yeah from there i mean the game games like three through six had only minor changes it was like uh changes to the mutations and the upgrade trees and some of the the gear ratings a little bit but for the most part like the mechanics stayed the same it was always wound and heal um i think somewhere around either game six or uh the first mall game i was like I'm, I'm sick and tired of all humans being able to like just tap each other on the shoulder up so that's why i like was like medics need to do it you know we need to have people on the field as dedicated medics before was it before the mall at least one game matt matt, matt thinks it was Jurassic park so yeah um but I, but I, I was just like because the, zo- the zombies weren't uh making tags fast enough with humans just being able to tap the guy next to him back up into play oh yeah absolutely and uh, then, then I mean, like obviously, like there, there have been minor changes, to, like how some things have worked. Like I think armor changed a little bit, um, but for the most part, you like guys a lot. The, what's you it? guys stripped the engineer uh, armor synergy for this game, and it made me a little sad. Um, yeah, that's right. I, we were gonna have uh, Mike go engineer and we go armor, and you, know, you could just keep me all, keep me maintained. I, I, I think we might be bringing something like that back because I was sad to see that go as well. But um, it was it was one of those things like uh, with zombies taking the flags to turn in for, you know, mutation points. Um, I had to figure out a way that engineers would then be able to replenish the flags. And I think next game, the, the engineers will just be able to buy the flags either at a discount and keep extra handy to repair armor on the field. Ooh. Um, okay. where, whereas you, you, you can buy the armor yourself and get it repaired at the pit or your engineer can, you know, kind of keep a stockpile or buy time for super cheap on the discount and then repair it on the field in the game. So, yeah. I mean, I think we plan on OZing if we go next year, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. I mean, once we saw that we could get like Wolverine claws and shit, we were like, all right, let's see the other side of this. <laughs> yeah, no, and that, that, that's just it. There, there, there's so much to play on on the, the zombie side as far as, like, mutations go. Like, everybody sees the claws and they want to do the claws. Everybody sees the noodle whips and want to do the noodle whips. Like, 
I mean, that 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 noodle chain with the ball on it, I think, is up to. 12. I loved that thing so much. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, god. It's a uh, twelve, yeah, 12, 12 just... feet long, but uh. Uh huh. The 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 uh originally the the, the it, it was the end cap to the uh the the range you know extension tentacle line and uh, originally it was just a thrown ball and that was just too game breaking. Every every zombie always went up the noodle chain as quickly as possible so they could just throw dodgeballs at humans and. That's that's why it's still attached to a chain. <laughs> and this was a lethal dodgeball, not just a, oh or no, it would be a wounding stone. It, it was still okay, wounding, but, yeah. yeah, but but I mean, if you if you even wound somebody at like 20, 30 feet, you know, that's grotesque. It's a bit rough. Yeah. Well, so so in what we're gonna what the show canonically calls Ohio HVZ, quote unquote. Okay. Um, there's usually a spitter special, so that throws a dodgeball or socks or whatever, and it'll down you but only for like a 30 count or a human can tap you back up right because okay. you otherwise we do hard lethality across the board if you get tagged yeah so if you're getting hit at range usually it's just a, a stun or a wound mechanic for a human yeah and, and so and that, but yeah a 30 foot stun or a 30 foot wound compared to every other way to wound yeah that's bonkers yeah absolutely and, and uh, I mean, I brought back the range with the burster. It's like the burster has been on on the uh, the prototype table for the last couple of years. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I, oh, go ahead, Lance. That's gone through the most change, I think, of all the of all the of our upgrades. Like the claws and things have been steady for a couple of years, but the burster, yeah, keeps really shifting forms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And part of it was because, like, uh, I, I I really wanted this idea of like this front bib cape where people like pop it explosively they have zero aim or control over where they go that was just so hard for people to figure out how to use and be effective with it i was like okay let's let's go to like actual volume cups that people can you know at least chuck in a general direction and also maybe fling them at a speed that somebody might be able to detect if they're hit by them so and uh burster's did well it didn't look like they were game breaking but I, I think in general a lot of people who were hit by them after the fact didn't take their wound because they thought since they had shot the burster first that they didn't need to take the wound <laughs> that's one of those things again in the rules i gotta make it clear and vid video demonstrations are you know going to be standard for next year like uh, that was one of the things i wanted to do this year but didn't get around to it because there's so much prep and logistics stuff that we had to do but like now that things are relatively set for next year, even now as they're set now, um, I get a bunch of video demonstrations posted. And if you know any people that you trust, like with a video camera that you can just like dole out your rules to and like vet like their demos, that could take a lot of work off your hands. Right. Yeah. And that, that, yeah, that was one of the things I actually, I actually have somebody who uh, is was was going to help out with the video editing and whatnot, but we just got too backlogged with you know everything to even running out of time. Yeah. We oh, we yeah. all I will say we all felt a little. Uh, we did feel at least I did. I felt a little rusty because it had been you know because of COVID it had been a couple oh, yeah, years. Yeah, it was just like pulling it out of your garage. It was like okay, wait, what is this? Where? How many of these things do we have? Yeah. Ooh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. The uh, the COVID hiatus was. I mean. Yeah. It was 2019, any, 2022. So it's 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 been a three year hiatus. So any club that ambles out of the woodwork right now, I'm just happy they're doing anything. So yeah, and and, and that 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 was that was the big uh, 
like a priority number one for frag society like last year when restrictions started to lift i was like okay first thing we got to do is establish regular monthly play we got to get our player base back and active and then when things are right i'm going to dumb mall madness down again and uh the mall was really adamant about me trying to come back last year i was just like you know between uh being We're still sneezing on each other a little weird yeah i was gonna say with, with, with it being indoors and the general uh atmosphere of the community with regards to big indoor group events i was like it's probably that's true yeah matt brings up that i think uh, that was what omicron that fall as well oh yeah yeah so like like that was one of those things like i can't i can't bank a 5k base investment just for the venue when i can't guarantee that people are going to be there so yeah but uh but yeah, yeah, no, no, is uh, lost train of thought. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it sounds like you just kind of did little tweaks here and there to get the game fine tuned, and as you outgrow space, you found a new one. And yep. Um, to relate to money and COVID, what were some of the big challenges that oh, and an event just kind of ghosting you or a venue ghosting you? Uh, what sorts of challenges? Uh did you guys hit when planning all of this? Well, I I I want to say that it's taken probably six events. Like Hardcore Six was easily our our best balanced game. It was our probably our our most fun and enjoyable game as far as like what was in the game as far as uh, objectives. Like it was pretty objective light. Um, the objectives were very tactile. Um, it was very fun mechanically with like the T-Rex on the field and try and corral it at the end. Um, but I mean, it, it took six iterations to like really hone things out. And like, that was also a game that didn't have any resets. Uh, I don't think the dinosaurs even started on the field or the zombies. So uh, like there, there, there was a mechanic where things were going wrong before uh we finally got like like the balancing right for like the time and everything and like like I said six the humans got to the very end they they almost completed the objective and it was literally just a bad tactical play that they did where they weren't covering each other right as they moved to the end goal where Ooh. things literally just caved in and then they lost it but um it was very winnable i thought they were going to win it it took about 3 or 4 hours for them to get there um and like i said no resets nobody was really upset everybody really loved it and then we stepped into the mall for the seventh hardcore event and now it's a completely different animal like it's a completely different footprint the field is laid out differently uh so i tried to keep the first two games kind of objective light uh because you know i need to figure out how the venue is played and bringing in the big team battle for those two games unfortunately created the same bottleneck both games which was you know red team starts on one end blue team starts on the other and when they hit the middle together they just sit there and shoot at each other and the zombies group up and focus on one side and they whittle down a side to like less than 50 percent and then they panic and they go join up with the other side and nobody has completed any objectives <laughs> and so I was just like, I, I, I got I to gotta redesign the format to get people to A, move around the mall, and B, like, shake things up enough that, like, like the mall, despite being big, it's 
still has bottlenecks. You know, it's still everybody has to cross paths in the center. So um, I don't know if the big team brawl, you know, red versus blue is going to come back in or not. Uh, but the small squad format allowed for everybody to pass around and move around each other easily. And it it definitely allowed people like more foot traffic through the mall, which is a big, big benefit, big plus, I think. Um, but again, it always comes back into how easily, again, it's all logistics, it's all movement. It's all, it's always just bodies in motion. And so that's, that's, what's hard, tough to predict. Um, because like when this game designed, I was like, okay, best case scenario, uh, humans shoot each other a little bit before they realize it's not really economic to shoot each other. Uh, because then, you know, factions kind of form and everybody kind of forms into these groups where there might be a few teams doing things on their own, but for the most time humans are going to group up and try to do things together. And I, we saw that right out of the gate. Nobody wanted to shoot each other. So I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. Uh, but I was expecting humans to like wholesale, like go work on an objective together and like kind of assembly line through it. And that's why the puzzles were so hard for this one, because I was expecting everybody to more or less team up and work together. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so there, there has to be a little bit of a, a seek and find to it. There has to be a little bit of a code breaking to it. And then there's the logistics of running the puzzles. And then when I, I saw that the puzzles were just, the, the things were placed too, too hard, uh, out of place. Uh, um, it was hard, too hard to like find the QR codes. It was the, the puzzle. Like, I think when we hit the intermission, uh, only one box had been cracked at that point. Yep. yep. Was, that was us. Was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 what have I done? And I thought, I thought I was being clever by mixing colors. Like, Green objectives were with uh, uh, the red. I'm sorry. Green QR codes were with like red and red was with green. You know, they were on the same wing of the mall, but I was forcing movement. And I was just like, next time that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, it will still be area specific and uh, they'll be easier to find. And maybe things won't even be locked or maybe special things will be locked. You know, so at this point, it's a, it's, it's a complete objective redesign that I'm looking at. But like as far as like small squad format like i think that was that was good. oh yeah i definitely enjoyed it um a thing that mike and i have because we're uh low-key working on a game and mike has also been running or helping design a game that i'm actually going to tomorrow and saturday okay um trying to give a little bit of something for every player and i think that uh with how simultaneous you guys wanted all the objectives to be like every objective is live you have to get all of them and then go um having like a fight objective have a puzzle objective have a spell whatever if you can kind of have a little bit of everything in tandem instead of everything be code breaking and everything be seek and find so that that way you could sort of get all of your groups together right yeah and that way they could work on everything kind of independently and obviously if the zombies wanted to they could go man we're gonna get these nerds who are scouting things because they're trying to be (laughs) quiet and they don't have weapons yeah but you know like yeah it's an idea well well uh there were there were more combat in building and other objectives and that that, thanks for reminding me because i actually got to post the the objective on the discord because i know people wanted to uh read the logs and see what else was available for play but um Oh yeah. Like the secondary objectives were essentially different kinds of game uh, highlights. Like I had one that was um, 
kind of like escort based where it was photography based. You like you had to take photos of the different kinds of Zeds and um, get them back to the pit. Um, I, oh, nice. I had I had a, a secondary objective that was again more seek and find, but it was it was the uh, find all the different logs for Johnny and then figure out where Johnny had gone. So <laughs> okay, that, that that was like a uh, breadcrumb adventure, and then um, there was a Champions of the Last Stand, which was a prerequisite. Everybody has to be level five in your squad, but it was hold the center blind in the middle of the food court, or not the food court, the middle of the mall. For five minutes okay and um the reason why it was everybody had to be level five is because hopefully someone in the team would have been an engineer and like strategically block things off to keep the flesh beast from coming and attacking people yeah that that would help but uh i I did like that a, a, a zombie record just came through and obliterated all the cover they could that that made navigating the hallways so easy well, actually actually that was not a zombie record that was a uh a human engineer that oh. did that oh good on them well he, <laughs> yeah i wouldn't have wanted to clear those either well, it, 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 it was good and bad like i i'm okay with the strategy of like removing or changing cover to your benefit but apparently he he went through and he just was knocking entire things down oh and, yeah so. that's that's less kosher. Yeah, and it, it, it was bad for two reasons. One, it left a bunch of tripping hazards, which somebody did trip, which is why I said, you know, okay, everybody needs to keep this stuff up against the walls if it's down. And then, uh, yeah, I think we almost skated on a few things too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then two, uh, it was not like I said, knocking them down wholesale. So he was like taking entire bunkers of like six to eight boxes out, and you know, by the rules, it was you could move this one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. So, yeah. I get that. So he 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 had obliterated the entirety of the Sears wing before I caught up with him. And I was like, one at a time. <laughs> I just love that he obliterated all. He did. I mean, I mean that, that entire yeah. wing was clear of cover by the time I, I figured out what was going on. I think the only reason I was clued into it is because Andrew came and asked me a question. He's like, can, can humans dump cover? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, that's what the engineer can do. And he goes... Oh, can they can they dump it? I was like, I don't understand what you're trying to say. I was like, by the rules, yeah, they can. <laughs> and then I literally saw him like dump an entire wall down. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> that <ain't> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like speaking of challenges, though, I think that's always like I think this is true for all games. Um, that's always the biggest challenge is just like the crazy crap the players are going to think of and do. And you're like, dang it, I thought this was a solid rule, but. uh yeah. You know, you outsmarted me. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and Matt, Matt just mentioned, uh, he said, I think there were some very uh, creative interpretations of the rules. Like uh, re- reading the surveys, I, I guess I didn't see it in play, but uh, I think everybody who wore the armor, uh, save for maybe a couple, um, were doing it completely wrong. Like uh, I have reports of humans wearing armor that just weren't taking their wound at all so therefore they were just running around and zombies had to physically grab them and pull flags before they would take yeah i did i did hear some of that um i know that myself i assume i think at one point someone said that i was on a five count for revive when by the rules it should have been a 10 second count yep yeah and half the time i had a medic like at one point i went down i started my count because i I was a melee person running out of human group so humans reflexively shot me and i went yeah whatever but then a medic got me up so i was technically okay and half the time it like it didn't matter but 
yeah I, right right yeah rules were dense and people kind of read what they wanted to read myself included on unfortunately yeah and that, that, that that's the thing is that that's where i think like video demonstrations will be much better because then people will at least be able to watch the the videos for the things that they want to play and interact with the game and like yeah i, I understand like people who are more agile and active they want to play the more uh attack intensive upgrades and People who want to play more defensive will want to play like the armor and the, the rooting rings and stuff like that. But like, oh, I play. I took armor so that I could be reckless. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can have those extra hit points essentially. And uh, but 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 that's that. But that's just it. Like I think with videos for next year and like actual demonstrations like that, people will yeah. be able to be like, oh, okay, so I don't just run around flag football style. Like I still take my wound, and these are extra hit points. Yeah. Yeah. So. But rules and making an actual rule. Okay, yeah, yeah. Matt, 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 Matt said uh, put actual pictures in the rules document, not 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 just a straight wall text. So. Oh my god, a picture, a rules picture <laughs> book. I'm I'm so here for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we we can definitely do that. We can definitely take photos and uh, make sure people know what they're looking at. <laughs> I, I would accept like plucky crayon illustrations, honestly. <laughs> well, uh, that's. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt just said that Devin is uh is interested in doing graphics as well as all of our merch stuff as well. So, um, she does some good stuff. Yeah, she 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 spends a lot of time on uh, those sticker designs. So, that's having having an artist on call is uh, such a boon. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as far as the game execution went, like um uh there 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 were some things that were were a little misunderstood but like i said i think i think we, we got the the right idea to make sure it's ironed out for next year yeah it sounds pretty solid um i think it kind of answers the next question that i've got on this handy dandy google doc um lessons you learned from running all these things just kind of ironing out everything beforehand oh geez um the the uh the biggest thing it's, it's like I, I I'm real feedback intensive. Like uh, I, I I sat down the uh, night yeah it was Sunday night and wrote down six pages of notes just for myself. Jesus. Um, I was I was like here here are all the things that I'm seeing go wrong and here are all the things that like definitely need changes and here are the proposed changes already. Um, and then Monday I had. Lance and Matt and Devin kind of sit and discuss things with me. And so more got added to that. And obviously I, I put out that survey form that I want people to fill out. All right, Matt, see, see you later. Yeah, later. Uh, bye. He says bye. bye. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's just like, uh, I, I want to know what worked and what didn't work. And uh, uh, it's again, it's, it's just analysis of what things need to change and what things are enjoyable. And uh, I need need to hear yeses and no's as far as um, things to keep and, you know, ditch. And uh, for the most part, everybody really likes everything. It's just minor things that, you know, like an execution was flubbed because we changed something. Um, and so we learn from that and then we make sure we, we get it right the next time. And uh, that's why I think a lot of mutations have actually kind of I don't want to say stagnated but like held firm for the last few games is because uh like they've been through three or they work what was that I was gonna say they work yeah. well, they they work yeah and they, they've been through like two or three or four iterations to like get a workable version that everybody likes and functions as we want it to so um 
yeah, it's it, it's it's always a, a uh, learning and development process and redeveloping. And I think that's important is that we should never, ever get to a point where we're just like, oh, yay, that was fun. Let's just do it again. It should always be like, well, what can we make better? What can we, you know, change? And uh, honestly, I think some of the biggest changes and issues we have is just since we have the night or the mall overnight and we can't set up like the whole day beforehand. Uh, it's always the logistics of, you know, transit and setup and splitting bodies. And uh, we had no idea this game was going to be as big as it did. And because, again, we're, we're, we're coming off of COVID. It's the first event. Back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was like, OK, we've inclu- increased players about 10 to 15 every game. You know, we started at 25, then 35 and, you know, 40, 50, 65, you know, by, like I said, by the time we hit the mall, we were hit, hitting about 100 players, 110, I think. The second mall game was 130-ish, 135, somewhere in there. And I was just like, but COVID killed a lot of regular players. COVID killed a lot of clubs. Like, I don't know the if the interest is there. And uh, Clarification, not literally, just... Oh, yeah. Some literally. The, the, yeah. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. I don't think we know anyone literally, but yeah, yeah. It, it's just that, you know, time away from something, you get other interests, you get, you know, yeah. busy with life and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so, and as far as the very vocal uh, veteran player base, uh, yeah, it was actually less compared to the second Mall Madness. Um, there, were, there were not as many uh, high profile, I don't want to say, um, clubs or groups because there were representatives from clubs and groups out but like it was it was smaller numbers more focused individuals um there were a lot of people that i would expect to see that i didn't see and uh then all of a sudden like you know we we saw it at the briefing hands up for new players and it was a huge amount a lot and i was just like oh "Oh, man okay so not only was i not expecting you know new players of this quantity but like now we're dealing with new players not having been at this event before it's like so that that, that was a big <laughs> challenge um and then uh like lance said earlier i mean we we were three years rusty at this point <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was digging things out and rearranging things and trying to prep things to go and making sure everything was functioning and so like i want to say that we spent a whole lot of time on just like trying to get things to where we weren't losing thousands of dollars this time and that uh, yeah. things were going to function. So that way everybody was enjoying themselves. So, I mean, from what I saw, it seems like it was like riding a bike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just hopped on, hopped on it and greased the chain a little. Yeah. Yeah. Once it was in motion, it ran itself and it always does. Um, it's, it's just yep. like grab the handlebars and make sure that you kind of steer it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's how Endor was. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, obviously there, there's some big issues to work out. We've already got solutions for like some of the biggest complaints. Like obviously the pit slowdown was a big one. Uh, we got, we got a proposed solution to cut the task into three and, uh, make it as fast as players can log their stuff themselves. Um, Mm. we got, uh, still constant more plans to logistics uh but at this point like if it's going to keep growing we're, we're just going to need more volunteers to be there earlier and help set up and help with blaster checks and you know and at that point it, it just becomes okay you know i want everybody to play the game still too but i i need to get get some new blood for volunteers and maybe ask for like supplementary help from the community you know so 
that's that's going to be like big big docket item for the next year okay um i guess my last question since we're on an hour and a half here um what advice would and i asked this to you guys back in like 2019 just kind of as a schmuck on the internet what advice would you give this to someone trying to do this in their own area um well i mean i i, I have connections was that <laughs> have the right connection no it's it, it, it's it's well, not even... just start first there of we all, go yeah. yeah that's 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 exactly yeah. that's exactly it like uh there are so many people that i see online and in the facebook groups and in in, in the discord and everything they all talk about wanting to run either faster, higher competitive games, or they are talking about running their own events. And you just have to run the event. You just have to run the games, period. And it may not be according to how you want, and you might have to make some compromises. Like, <clears throat> I'm pretty vocal about being our club FPS at 1.30 because we play in a, a open public park and yep absolutely and uh you know when we do mall madness that's all inside a mall uh i mean yeah I, I, we could do more competitive stuff but it's going to alienate new players and that's just it you need new players you need to gain interest you need, you need to be a community presence that's why like i said the highest priority like for frag society coming out of covid was regular monthly games period um so when it comes time to like running an event of this magnitude like you just got to start an annual HVZ game and you, you, you got to bring something that's fun and enjoyable. And if it's fun, then people are going to come and play. And I mean, that's, that, that, that's where it's feedback's important. Like I've always been very feedback intensive and like, I need to figure out what's fun for people. And uh, because my version of fun is very different than other people's fun. And um, I'm lucky that when I went down this path for like mutation hardcore rule sets and uh kind of doing the the repetitive hardcore event is, is that like i'm lucky that i had an idea that was one that was kind of novel for hvz at the time uh but also one that generates some really exciting gameplay and it, it it's kind of like that that drug like you play a hardcore event or two and then you go play other hvz games and you're like oh, okay i want to go stand on this point for a half an hour I'm gonna shoot at these, you know, these zombies with my my blasters. But it's like this is kind of easy and kind of boring. And there's a lot of forced marching, and there's a lot of downtime. And and then like you, you got to figure out what's the fun bits to play, and you got to cut the fat. And that's what I try to do with hardcore. I'm trying to keep it as distilled and as exciting as possible at all points in time. And so I mean, you you have to be humble. You have to uh, uh, realize that not every idea is a good idea. And you have to scrap what doesn't work, and uh, you got to listen to your players. And I mean, that's that. That's why, like I said, you, you got to keep the new blood, and you just got to go do it. And if you do it enough, and you keep doing the things that people like, then people will come. So if you build it, they will come. yeah, okay. yeah. I was yeah, I was gonna say you're kind of building off of that. Um, yeah, you know, keep it. Uh, it in regards to just, I want to start a club. I've never done this before. I would say your one of your primary goals would be to keep it keep it simple um you may you might have a lot of really um cool concepts you want to roll out but just stick with a um you know like a couple simple missions or um honestly if you're wanting to build a club uh like there's nothing going on in your area i would just do uh 
like these day games like we do at the at, like Frag Society does at the park where we're just playing kind of like team versus team or you know just basic kind of medic games yeah. um almost like a almost like halo type you know or first person shooter type games where we're just kind of out there it's it's super casual not only just from the fps side of things but also like the competitive sports side of things where we're just out there to kind of play games um and we actually draw i mean we're, we're starting to draw some younger players as well and you know the hope i think is they tell their friends and, and, and so on and so and forth it, and it builds from there that, 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 that's a big thing too is that we're, we're also uh like drawing a bunch of random people who just walk over and they see it and they're like oh what are you doing oh that looks like fun and we're like oh grab a blaster hop in and they might only show up for a time or two but i mean we, we we have a whole lot of people who like will just walk up and they're like that looks like fun when are you doing this next and then they show up and figure you know surprise they they've got an entire arsenal of like uh easy mark threes and it's like oh you know this was somebody who had a hobby and they didn't have the outlet but now they found us because we were out in public we we're out in the park and we were having fun and they wanted to join us and so i mean that's that, that i think that's the biggest and the hardest part for me is because i don't have a big online footprint I'm not doing a lot of stuff online. I force myself to for the club because it's about making sure everybody knows that you have an event. It's about making sure that uh, the 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 communication is out and your community outreach is there. And I mean, just because of the Frag Society now generating enough hits from the bigger events, like now I'm getting local participants who are like oh cool i got children who want to come play when when are you playing next and it's like oh that's excellent you know we need players we need people to keep coming you know like we're doing the next event this saturday <laughs> come on out so yeah <laughs> and don't feel like you have to have you know five thousand dollars um just try out your local parks and a lot of times they'll they'll let you rent for cheap or just let you play on their fields you know that kind of thing um just anywhere um and then also leverage your uh if you got local like comic book shops you know it, um, this is a very attractive game to nerds yeah, yeah. Find, find, <laughs> so, find nerd, yeah. nerd hobbyists yeah that's right <laughs> and then uh i mean like like i said the next big thing is, is is cover like there's there's tons of cheap cover like you can buy moving boxes for like two bucks a box i mean so if you're willing if you're willing to to, to spend money on a blaster like spend spend a couple hundred dollars on boxes and just you know they 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 pop up cheap and you can make cover and you can clip them together with alligator clips and you know just just get 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 cover because playing on an open field it becomes a a blaster war game you know whoever's got the the biggest and best is going to discourage everybody else from playing and or just you know encourage them to to spend money on bigger and better blasters but then the focus becomes the the, the modding becomes the 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 uh the collection aspect uh you got to focus on the games. You got, you got, got to get the action. You got to get the tag. You got to get the the gameplay. Otherwise, I mean, every, everybody can mod and play with blasters in their basement. You got to get people out and actually interacting with each other. So, okay. And so, just start small and just build it yeah. and be relentless. Uh, uh, yeah, that effort and perseverance. Plain and simple. I mean, that, 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 like with all things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, you just got to keep going and you can't give up. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, at first, practical advice. Yeah, check out local like parks, you know, just your park and recs type stuff. Because you have to imagine, you know, where do all these, you know, these soccer leagues and all that pop up? Well, it's just a bunch of parents that, you know, 
contacted the park and they got their kids playing. So you can do the same thing, you know, just with whoever you can get out there playing. Yep. So. I will be trying to advertise to uh, comic shops. That's actually kind of interesting because I'm coming from a college background myself. And so it's a lot of like, if you need, if you want any traction, you contact your res life and you get them to bulletin every dorm for you mm -hmm. and you table for two weeks to oh. meet a bunch of frat bros going, oh, you can play with Nerf guns. That's cool. Yeah. And then their girlfriend like drags them on. They're like, "No, this is fucking stupid. You need to be a doctor or whatever." Yeah. And, <laughs> oh my and, god, look at these nerds! <laughs> and like, but yeah, for go ahead, go ahead. yeah, and and so, but like once, because I basically after End War Two, we tried to a bunch of guys from Pittsburgh were all like, "Okay, let's make a city club." And so we do have a club, and we're doing park wars and. Our Discord's a bit small because sometimes it's just like whatever children manage to pop in and try to be trolls. And so it's <laughs> kind yeah. of a small server. And sometimes we like we have a really strong core group of about seven. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice, but it's seven. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, 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 like that real number where it feels like it's starting to like maintain is like you, you got to have like about. 10 to 20 players who show up on the regular to really make it feel like anything's going on yeah. with, with, with like a core of seven. It's tough because then like when you put in the effort and front load and like make the planning, then like you can have a really rough day of having only like four people show up and you're just like, ah, yeah. So, I mean, there, there, and like, there, there are demoralizing events. I mean, we just had an event this May. It was an open play day where like we had a rain out the weekend before uh, and so yep. we, we we did it on the fly, and I think we only had like eight to twelve on the field. It was a really small day, and like that one, that yeah. one, I was just like, oh, or is it? We still had fun. Yeah, well, that, that that's oh, yeah. just it. Like those who show up have fun, and that's why you got to keep reminding yourself. It's like it's not necessarily about how I feel with the success of the event. It's about making sure everybody's having fun. So, um, well, yeah, I think that's this has been a buck wild experience listening to this game and the all of the behind the scenes stuff i i can't believe I we've been doing it this long <laughs> yeah honestly the conversations just kind of roll it's pretty great yeah and and also the running the game for as long as you have that's also impressive because a lot i see a lot of clubs have like maybe a five ten year shelf life and the fact that you guys are going pretty strong is pretty promising uh yeah, and it's it, it's one of those kinds of uh, reflections too. That it's just like I I can't believe it continues to keep growing like this. Um, and yeah, it's 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 very humbling to just be like, okay, you know, uh, yeah, because it's like yeah, we put the game on, but I mean, it doesn't happen without the players. So it's like, the, yeah, the fact that people are, I mean, it's growing. It's the people are showing up and having a blast. Yeah, it's it's um. I mean, you always think you always. What's that? Uh, where you, you think you're doing worse than you are? Um, there's a term for it. But anyway, yeah, it's like you're like, oh man, is this is this fun? Is this good? And people show up still, and you're like, well, I guess yeah. it is. And yeah, it's, ex exactly. Yeah, it's very it's humbling. Like anxiety to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's exactly what it is. It's it's, it's super super yeah. anxiety. imposter syndrome. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So so yeah no to 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 realize that that uh, we we we've reached this point it's just like man now now I I I just gotta keep doing what I've always done which is you know go back and 
make keep 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 it fun for everybody and you know try to figure out how we can keep doing this for for more people so because awesome hopefully uh if trend holds out we'll end up with another 10 15 next next game so uh, I, yeah. I, I, um, I have no clue if it's going to be that much or that little because uh we we, we ended up with uh a captain xavier coming out this last game and then b also uh vice news crew you know filming things so that that that's uh I have no idea what the, I don't want to say fallout, but the uh, uh, result of that's going to be. So I just heard from a friend that we, this podcast is the most academically credible source for HVZ. So (laughs) yes, you've got, you've got the academics, you've got the popcorn journalism, you've got the YouTube stars, you've got your basis covered. You can go for miles. (laughs) So, so I have to ask you now a question as, Okay. As a player who uh, has now done uh, Mall Madness twice, right? Uh, I I am the Brian that has only okay. Done okay, I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. It's the other Brian that's done twice. Uh, so, how did you think it stacks compared to other games? And I, you don't have to like put oh. it, put it, put it like in a number ranking. So, I mean, just, just well, so to. When you guys were initially like fielding all of our battery of questions in the Discord server, you guys were like kind of proudly saying, "Oh, well, this is the only place where you can get really close combat action in HVZ." And I've played at the Laser Tag in Detroit, and before that, a Nerf Arena in Detroit that was similarly close quarters. And so I, I'm just sitting to myself like, "Bet." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this truly felt like uh one of those detroit games but scaled up from laser tag to mall and slowed down just enough that you could kind of have a game progress through the night and um so in that that's kind of how all the action felt but then as an hvz experience overall um there was a game like the last really big game i played pre-covid was put on by the Massachusetts Airsoft Forum. Um, okay, yes. Gotcha. Um, called Godfall, okay. where the guys had a big airsoft background, and so they rented out an airsoft field, and so we were playing HVZ with a lot of LARP, like, boffer elements, uh-huh. and the way that they provided that longevity was you had, you basically just had three lives. Gotcha. Um, each human had three lives um, and rockets could take out like big shields and then there were edge weapons and that was sort of your weapon progression but you were outside in Cape Cod Massachusetts also in October like I think it's actually like three weekends like the same weekend but three years ago we played that game gotcha like very early October. I think I've seen video and, from that one. That, that I think I've seen video where, uh, like, what is it? A uh, high, high, high caliber, or like the, the the bigger rounds do different things to different zombies, and there's a lot of round differentiation in that game. Oh yeah, and, uh, um, I, 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 but also pyrotechnics were the big thing for me, because <laughs> it's an airsoft arena, and airsoft people are wild. They will make fake oh, surface yeah. air missile turrets. Gotcha that may or may not that and so we have an episode talking to the guy who ran that club um he do to to he you know i can't say this on air i'm not going to (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so yeah so just this felt like a much more intense 
but yeah, a more intense uh, Godfall game because it had all of the boffer elements. But I, I where there, I felt very outclassed because of the boffers. This time, I, I sort of had that itch in the back of my brain. If zombies are going to have big, rigid melee, I best have big, rigid melee, too. Gotcha. And that's why I made the sword about a week out from the game. Okay. And it was perfect. Awesome. Um, and I think, Kyle, you, you correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, because uh, you know this is ultimately kind of your brainchild. Uh, is. But I think we're kind of, we, we want to, like, we're trying to find a, uh, our niche is somewhere where we we want we want it to be like a, a big event, obviously, and and have um, lots of stuff for the players to do. But we're not necessarily filling that role like the airsoft guys do, where there's a lot of like kind of technical stuff going on on the field. Um, uh, as far as it sounded like they had electronic like powered things. Is that correct or? No, I mean oh. literal like fireworks. Oh, yeah, well, we're... fireworks to their props and said, <laughs> "Yeah, here's a lighter. Go bl- go at nuts, kid." <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously we can't do that in the mall, but yeah, I don't no, I, I think even if we mall. were, yeah, um well, we the, threw the focus is... smoke grenades at people. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. that's awesome. They yeah. they in the briefing they said, "We've had these go off in our hands and you won't <laughs> lose a finger. You won't like it, but you won't lose a finger." God. <laughs> yeah. So please sign the waiver. Yeah. And their cost of entry was only forty five dollars. <laughs> man, they must have a supplier. Man, are they? Yeah, are they dipping into like the Cold War Russia, like <laughs> you know, like ex Soviet munitions or something? Yeah, I, 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 I mean that, 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 that's, that's an entire another camp of uh, uh, Nerf community that like. There, there, there's plenty of the the mill sim millism, uh, you know, oh, a lot of that, and, and a lot of reenactment guys. Oh yeah, really. yeah, and and again, I think that's cool. I don't want to detract from that at all, but like, I don't want to focus on that. Like, I, I, I don't care yeah. if you bring a blaster that's got, uh, you know, stock and barrel kits that make it look like a a real steel. As long as it's got its orange tip and it looks enough like a toy. In context that we're all playing with toys on a field, like I'm fine. But like, oh yeah, like yeah, I may or may not have had a Walther PPK shot at my face in that game. <laughs> not a fan. Right. Not a cool. Fan, yeah. Not a fan. But but um, but, but, but from yeah. from from that like like again like I said that stuff's cool. Like I, I'm really neat. Like seeing the real world tactics and the strategies used. You know, like room clearing and like battle strategy, but. I really want to kind of focus on the sport aspect, the the athleticism, the tag. So it's like I my 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 goal, and this is yeah where you were talking about Lance is is to find the niche in the community as as the Frag Society to I don't want to say be an authority, but to uh, um, be be a reliable source for action packed games that are exactly that. It's action, it's tag, it's fun, and uh, I mean. From from there, we, we we got other events. I I don't want to say ideas. They're they're more than ideas. We we got other uh, uh, events planned that will fulfill some more of that uh, sports oriented action. Like uh, I, I guess I can go ahead and share it. But like I, I would like to next year, either sometime in the summer or spring, uh, host a Midwest Open like three v three or five v five tournament. 
like an actual tournament with teams coming in. And uh, I mean, yeah. again, it would be just cost of entry would just be to cover whatever field or complex we're using. And, uh, yeah. you know, again, same thing, like actually have a ranked ladder tournament over the course of a weekend, you know, day one, everybody's pool play to determine rankings. Day two would be uh, actual, you know, tournament ladder at that point then. So, okay. Like uh, and then and then you know there's there's other community events like I've I've already been thinking about a way to try to bring out a uh, mutation uh, gear to a more traditional HVZ where it's a lot more fun and less rated as far as uh, yeah you know limiting players and blasters uh, because like, like like I do I I like the idea of hardcore especially mold madness being like that this breaks down the ideology to player skill because everybody starts at the same point like that's not an idea that appeals to everybody but that's like the true competition aspect is when you remove all of the blaster uh imbalance when it comes to you know these events and you give the zombies the means to actually actively fight back uh it really does become a game of tag and who's more skilled is going to come out on top and you know that's it's important for the balance, checks and balances of the game to exist. Uh, but it would also be fun to just do a traditional HVZ, you know, traditional mission format, and like, hey, we also are using the mutation upgrades for for this as well. So come on out and have fun, you know, and maybe not do it in the yeah. mall, and this one be completely free to play. So yeah, we also shy away from the kind of more uh, role play, like kind of theater kid LARP aspect as well, like. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we want players to dress up and have a character and do that, but that's not a focus that we... Um, if it stops the gameplay, yeah. then why are you doing yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Again, nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of not something we want to yeah. do. I guess to put the cherry on top of uh, your initial question to me, this is what... Your game is what I wanted as best case for Massive. Okay. Like, right, just I, that buffer. I think that if my group for that game came prepared and actually understanding the rule that I have always understood with nerf events of if you allow a thing within your rules, people will build the most powerful version that complies with that. If you go to a nerf four and you set your FPS at 130 or 200, you will have things that are like best friends with that yep. number. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, like, we had, we went, and they're like, oh, yeah, you can have, like, a five, you can have a buffer that's the size of a body, sure. And there was a, the kid that tagged me had a hammer that was the size of my torso. <laughs> and he just speared me with the fucking hammer, because that was also his fucking shield, because it was literally the size of size a body. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I can't get around yeah. that. Um, so for this game, I went, I'm going to build a sword. And I did. And that saved me. <laughs> also, I enjoyed wearing armor because when people were shooting me with 130 FPS, I I felt the thud, but it didn't hurt. Oh yeah, that was yeah. pretty great. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you again so much for being on. Uh, if there is anything online beyond your club, Frag Society, that you wish to plug, now would be the time to do that. Uh, I think I, I was going to say my my online presence pretty much is the Frag Society. Um, we we, yeah, we, okay. we we are looking at expanding to other socials, you know, as a means of trying to reach out and draw interest. But that, that always gets pushed by the back burner as we like actually focus on the practical of running the events in the club. <laughs> so, I mean, with time, you know, we'll probably see, you know, a YouTube 
channel and we'll actually post some practical videos and whatnot like you know possibly show people how to set up cheap cover and you know for their club activities right. and maybe how to build and set up those tarp houses because i mean if somebody's willing to spend 200 dollars on a blaster then you know spending a couple hundred dollars on some tarp houses that like are fully functional and closed they stand up to the wind they block nerf shot shots like that's 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 a game changer for like outdoor play so um yeah we do need to get better yeah we do need to get better on the online presence we're kind of boomers like that i don't know why weird <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like i mean i work with computers you know all day as a living and you know we're you know we grew up with computers but yeah we just well i mean i don't know really playing yeah, I was gonna say, the nerf community on forums and then it was on facebook and now it's on discord unless it's an event and then it's still facebook and yeah like I get trying to keep track of all that. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you 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 hit the nail on the head, Lance. Is like we we would rather be playing. Like you you and I are both action oriented, <laughs> and we don't have a big online presence. And that's that's where we're at. We're 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 up, we're on the field. We're setting up the cover. We're 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 playing we're playing with the blasters, and we're tearing down. And at the end of the day, like, oops, we we forgot to get photos. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> yeah. luckily, luckily, Matt took a few from the sidelines. You know that we can post. But like, uh, you know. Every now and then we, we have a friend come out and take photos and but it's like it's just like, you know, we, we forget about that stuff because we're focused on playing. <laughs> so. Yeah. But thank you so much for having yeah, us it's on. Been a pleasure. Absolutely. This yeah. Um um so yeah, this has been Kyle and Lance of Frag Society. And until next time, this has been Five Minute Respawn. Have a good night, y'all. I um, uh, uh,